Praise the Lord and welcome again to Family Hour. This is our regular broadcast on a Friday at 8.30 a.m. So if you'd like to join us, you're free. And what I should say, you are welcome. You only need to go to our website at www.frministry.org or you can dial 678-964-4096 and we will give you all the information you need to join us on a Friday morning. We'll be talking about many different things as perhaps you've already seen. And for this particular broadcast, it's, um, we have the script. There's a script that's written in, on our website under articles. You will find it there. And it's about emotional abuse, healing hurts from abusive relationships. And this is what it is about. And we just pray that you will come and join us at least if you have, a ch- have the chance. Or if you have any information you want to give, any questions that you'd like to ask, send us the email or leave a voice message or a text message. If you're calling from overseas, we can, you can also reach us by messenger, by Skype, through um, Facebook. You can meet us through uh, our email, of course, and through LinkedIn. So there's so many different access you have to reach Faith Restoration Ministries and Shekinah Theological College. Shekinah is an online Christian education institution. Our aim is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in every format, every format that God will allow us. And this is one way in which we can reach the world through teaching of the word, not only preaching, but also through teaching of the word. Because there are many people in the world today who are being deceived just what um, First John spoke about, that there are many deceivers in the world. I believe it may be First John chapter 4, but somewhere there it talks about the deceivers and the antichrists and all those things that are in the world. And they are there to thwart your steps, to influence you and to frustrate you so that you do not make heaven your home. Heaven is real, so is, so is hell. But today we are going to talk about emotional abuse and what it does and how you can heal from it. And we'd love for you to join us at some point. Father, we ask for your wisdom this morning. We ask for your guidance and direction. Recognize the Lord that without you we can do nothing. But with you we are more than conqueror. Conquerors in your holy name. So we ask you to take full control of this program this morning. Let your will be done, yours and yours alone. Because, Lord, without you, we can do nothing, just as I said. So we need you to be with us today. May you speak to this channel, this oracle. May the Holy Ghost have his full way in Jesus' name. I pray for the anointing. Cover me under your blood. Cover all your people who are listening, Lord. And bind every demonic spirit. This we ask in your precious name. To God be all the glory, praise, and honor. Again, if you would like the script, there's a writing here concerning this program this morning, Emotional Abuse, which you can find at our website under Articles. And or we'll give it a link um, for those who are reading from the, listening to the, 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 um, the blog. So may God bless you. All right, emotional abuse. 
healing. We're talking about healing from emotional abuse. And healing begins in the heart. It's not a matter that, okay, I forgive him or I forgive her. But it begins from your heart. You see, so many people today have been abused. Women who have been abused by their husbands. Some of them have lost their lives. Children are being, have been abused by their own parents. So the Lord said to love their, their children, do not discourage them. And in, the ter- in, turn, in return, the, the children are to obey their parents. Amen. Amen is duty unto the Lord. It also says the same thing in Ephesians chapter 5, that wives are to obey their husbands. And um, husbands are not to be bitter to their wives. So it's, listen, God is very, very even, is a fair and just God. What he says to one, he says to all. So you have a husband, ma'am, you're a woman and you have a husband, or you're a man and you have a wife. Because she's your wife or your girlfriend, you have no right to abuse her. And because he is your husband or your boyfriend, you have no business abusing him. Neither your children. We correct our children, but you do not abuse them. But we're going to speak of those who have been hurt from emotional abuse. And normally, it's not so, um, there are times when people are physically abused and they've been hurt, suffered great hurt from emotional, from um, physical abuse. But there are times when there, it's not physical abuse, it is emotional abuse. The verbals, the attitude of people, the silence in the home. And we want to speak this morning specifically also to our young people because many of them don't seem to realize that when a man abuses you, young women, you don't realize that when a man abuses you, it's not because he's tired. It's not that. It's not because his boss was upset with him. It has nothing to do with that. It is a choice which he has made. And when you stay in that abusive relationship, guess what? You too have made a choice. You may say, do you think I want him to abuse me? No, I don't think so. But you made the choice to remain. So you say the reason why I remain is because, and you have a hundred reasons why you, why you remain. I wrote a book, my first doctoral degree. And it was based on um, a study done upon women asking the question, why did they remain with their unfaithful husbands? It's, the title of the book then was um, Betrayal of Sacred Work sacred wives and then we have um it, then i renewed it you know for do a different um, title i republished it and called it um cry the beloved wife and you need to go and read that book whether you're a single person or you're a married person you need to go and, and especially there are some wives who are in the pew there's another one um it talks about abuse in the pew and so forth and um it would be good. I also have the, the, the report of the, the research. It is online. If you go and look for it at our website, go to the website and you'll see the book there. You just got to click on it and it will take you to where the, the book is on Amazon. So 
We're talking about healing this morning. How do you get healed from emotional abuse? We begin here at um, Psalms 139. Psalms 139. It says here. And there's no other place you can begin but from your heart. And especially your Christian, whether you're Christian or otherwise, if your heart is impure, your entire body is impure. He says here, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in, a, in the way of salvation, in the way everlasting rather. And another verse says in Psalm 51 and verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Despite what that person has done to you. What he has done is wrong. It's horrible. It's shameful. But. If you want peace. You in your heart and the rest of your life. You have to forgive that person because unforgiveness is a destructive spirit. It is similar to all other satanic influence behaviors. Unforgiveness will make you, not the person that you refuse to forgive, it will make you sick. It can even send you to the hospital. I am telling you, I have um, counseled people who held on to unforgiveness for years in a, one particular situation. This person went to the, in fact, the doctors admitted her for a heart condition only to discover nothing was wrong with her physical heart. It was with her spiritual heart. Her spiritual heart was sick because this individual held on to unforgiveness, whatever the hurt was. I didn't ask what the hurt was. Because it's no, it's no longer what the situation was, what caused it, the antecedent. It's the after effect of that hurt and how you're holding on to grudges. This is what causes you to sick, to be sick if you refuse to forgive. So you have to forgive Unless you forgive, you would, in fact, you will not be forgiven as your Christian or whomever you are. If you don't forgive, you cannot go into God's heaven. Now, one of the reasons why some people find it hard to forgive is because they have become prisoners of their past. We've all experienced some kind of disappointment and suffering in our lives. You, you name it. Whatever the nature of it, it causes emotional pain. Some of them sprung from the physical pain to the emotional pain. Let me say here, every one of us will feel something in life. We're going to be hurt on work, in the work. In fact, start from home. Your very parents can hurt you. Your children can hurt you. Your spouse can hurt you. Wives, your husband can hurt you. Husbands, your wives can hurt you. And parents, your children can hurt you. And children, your parents can hurt you. Then we go out to the broader society. Your friends can hurt you. Your best friend, your BFF, that's what they call it, best female friend, she can hurt you. And it's painful. It's, it's, don't listen. It is painful.
painful when the, your, dear, your nearest and dearest hurt you. You wonder, whom can I trust if this person could do this to me? Who could I trust? So you become, you hold on to those grudges and you become a prisoner. You're locked into that situation. And listen, it's not so much now the wound that you suffered, but it's the, or the pain or what the person said to you, but it's you holding on to that thing and it became such a, uh, an obstacle in your life, it has locked you into prison wall of unforgiveness. A prison wall because those wounds and it is, wasn't what the person said to you, it is the effect, the emotional effect of it that's holding you behind those bars. Do you realize there are more pris prisoners outside than there are in prisons? You know why? People can become prisoners of their own past, their own past. Emotional hurts do create toxins which will keep you in the bondage of unforgiveness and emotional pain. When you think, oh, I'm not going to forgive her for what she did. I'm not going to forgive him for what he did. Young people, you want a happy life. You want peace in your heart. Forgive that person. Go to God and say, God, I'm so angry. I'm so disappointed. I'm discouraged today. I didn't expect my husband to do this or my boyfriend to do this to me. You young man, you're saying, that woman, I loved her. I gave her my heart. I did this and she did this to me. I can't forgive her. I don't want another woman. Don't say that. You know what you're doing to yourself? You're going into a prison of emotional blackmail. You know what, what it's going to do to you now? Blackmail you say, no, all women are bad. All women are bad. To you, young lady, it's going to blackmail you. All men are bad. You remember what Johnny did to you? It holds you in bondage. The bondage of unforgiveness and emotional pain. And every time you try to get out, a nice person comes your way, that blackmailer, the emotional blackmailer comes to you and said, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, guess what? Guess what? You remember what Johnny did? And then Johnny, you remember what Mary did to you? Don't trust this girl. Don't trust her. And you stay there, become an old man, single, lonely, no wife, no one to take care of you. You become an old, miserable woman, nobody to help you. All your friends have moved on with their children. Let me say here to you today, emotional hurts can keep you in bondage. Now, what are some of the toxins that will keep you in bondage? Let's look at them. The toxins in the heart include, and these are not all, hatred, malice, confusion, you name it. They're all and anxiety, worry, fear. And you, when these things start to gnaw at you, yeah, when they attack you in the workplace, or that person call on the phone, you're doing customer service, and, and they call and you're just so irritable, you'll speak to them anyhow, you forget you need a job because you have children to support, but because of what happened to you, you can't be steady, you can't be nice to people, and you spit out, you spit at other people, and I don't mean physically, 
You spit at them by shouting, be rude and difficult and angry with people who don't even know you, never met you. And then you say, oh, she irritates me. No, she did not. You accepted the irritation from the imp, that satanic devil, demon, that little demon that comes to you and says, don't mind her, she's bothering you. And the more the demon talk at you, you the more the angry you're getting. Well, but, and you ask the woman all kinds of questions or the caller then. She may even want to hang up briskly, you know. You're just so, on, you're on edge. And the least of the thing, you get all fired up. Why? Because you're hurting those demons on the inside bothering you on the inside because you've become a prisoner of your past. And the toxins, you know what keeps you the prisoner? The toxins are the ones that are keeping you, memorizing, mailing you every day, emotional blackmail. What you're going to do? So he says, Sister Short, what do I do? Let me say this first to you. Unforgiveness is a destructive spirit which keeps the heart hardened and impenetrable for the Spirit of God to heal. Until you decide to forgive, God cannot heal your heart. Your heart can't be healed, whether you're a sinner or a saint. You will not get over that situation until you forgive. Choose to forgive. To cleanse your heart, it begins, remember, the toxins that are elements of bondage in your heart. We called them a moment ago. Use to do a heart searching. Use the word through the Holy Spirit. I read there a moment ago. Psalm 139, 23 to 24. Psalm 66 and verse 18. Psalm 19 and 14. If you go to the website when I'm going to post this this morning, you can go there and get all these information from there. And I just pray that, you know, you do not just look at them. Get the King James Bible. Get a Bible dictionary. Or if you need further help, don't hesitate to call us and leave a message. Please help me. I would like to talk with somebody there. We will, fi we will find the time to talk with you. And remember, you are the one who is feeling the pain. Then that's the heart searching. We talk about that. Then we have heart cleansing. Psalm 24, 3 to 5. Psalm 51 and 10. Then we have heart reconstruction or restoration psalm 51 and 10 it begins from the heart first you identify the toxins you know how you feel the toxins are your emotions what do you feel how, what have you been feeling how intense are these feelings when do they come on what do they do to you next thing you need to take charge of your heart your thoughts rather your thoughts can give you good news or good messages or bad messages. And it is up to you. It is very, very important that you change negative thoughts. In, um, in, <laughs> I'm doing too many things at the same time. In Philippians 
chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. It tells you concerning, it gives you a formula. I call it, I call it a formula. And I'm going to read it for you now. 4 and 8. And you need to really um, check this out. And I'm going to, it's a formula. The formula has a how you are to think. When, especially, um, this thing happened to you some long time ago and you're still thinking, still fretting about it, fuming over it, you can't get over it, something is wrong. Hear what, hear what Paul said when it comes to your thoughts. You see, your thoughts can bring you good, good tidings and it can, it can make you believe something that's not true. It says here, finally, brethren, and he's speaking to every one of you young people, the things you're hearing, whether it's, and especially on the television, on your social media, the things you're reading, you're hearing, what your friends are saying, this is what you need to do. Whatsoever things are true, is it true? If you can't, if you don't know, go research it and you're going to find truth from fiction. He also said, whatsoever things are, honest. Whatsoever things are, just. Whatsoever things are, pure. Whatsoever things are, lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. This is what Paul is saying here. Think on the things that are going to be beneficial to you. Think thoughts that will be beneficial to you. To you. Keep that in mind. You see, if you don't keep that in mind, you know what's going to happen. You're going to think anything that comes to you, and you're going to tell yourself, oh, and maybe someone even came to you and told you, you know what he said? And so forth and so forth. Listen. If it's not true. If it's not clean. If it's not pure. If this is not what you expected from the person. You need to ask whoever brings a message to you. Ask the individual. Are you sure? Are you sure of what you heard? Is it true? Do not just accept what, it could be your best friend, it doesn't matter. Because let's say your friend didn't like your boyfriend or your husband. And, and now that you are no longer together or something happens, that person doesn't care because that person, you never know, may even like him. It happens, you know. So you need to find out, is it true? And if, when you're not sure, Go back to God and say, God, please show me the truth. Explain to me. Show me, Lord, because I don't know. I want to know. Do not always accept what you hear from people because people are not always true. They're not always sincere. People say things because they want to, you know, they want to get you in trouble. They want you to lose your cool. They want you to lose your best friend. They will say anything that comes to their minds and they will cause problems. So ask yourself, ask the person who comes to you with the news, is it true? 
Were you there? What did you say? In fact, go to the formula in Philippians chapter 4 and read it for yourself. So your thoughts affect your emotions. It's important. Your thoughts will affect your emotions and your emotions will affect your behavior. The decision from your thoughts, from your cognitive, affects the, the affective and then it affects your actions. Our thoughts play a significant role in our desire to forgive. If you notice, in Genesis chapter 6, it states, God saw that the wickedness, and my God, if he saw that, then can you imagine what's going on right now, what God is seeing upon the face of the earth, especially to little children in schools and out of school? Can you imagine what God is seeing? Anyway, the word here says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts, he saw it, was evil. They were all evil. And it did not please God. For that reason, God repented. He repented that he had made man. You have to change in order for you to be healed. You must change your negative thoughts before you can for even forgive. Let's look at another scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. I know this is not a Bible study, but I want, to, I want to help you. I want to show you from the scriptures how it is that you can, you can be healed, but it is up to you. You have to forgive. You see, you have, to, you have thoughts that come in your mind. Here Paul is saying, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. If you don't do that, you're going to fall in trouble. This is where you get sick in your heart and you do not know you get sick and you don't know that um, it's not so much what the person did to you, but the thoughts that came to you since that situation took place. Since the situation took place. And this is what is happening today, where a lot of people, they say, well, I can't get over that thing. I remember what he did to me. Oh, I know she did, she, she did such and such to me, and, um, you know, I, I, can't, I can't forgive her for that. But you'd like her to forgive you, wouldn't you? You have to forgive. If you, if you want to be forgiven, God said it in his word, you have to forgive. And if you don't forgive, then you will not be forgiven. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. And forgiveness also means that you are going to cleanse your heart from the toxins. Sometimes you don't even get to say to the person, look, I, I, I forgive you or, you know, um, you know, I just want us to get over this thing here because... I think we both made a mistake. You realize that you're not always right. Have you ever thought about it? Have you ever thought about the fact that sometimes you are the cause for your pain? Your pain, you cause your own pain. It's not always someone else who did it to you. 
but it's what you've done to yourself. And you know the worst thing you could ever do to yourself is not forgiving others. Remember, you have to cast down those bad thoughts. Get rid of them. This is what Paul is saying in Philippians chapter um, 4 and verse 8. Make sure that what you're thinking and your assessment are right. And even then, you need to say, Lord, how do I respond to this? You must forgive and cleanse your heart. For out of the heart, hear what Matthew 15 and, and 19 says, out of the heart proceeds what? Evil things. This is where your bad thoughts come from. And here Paul is saying, cast them down. Get rid of all those bad imaginations, those bad thoughts. By thinking thoughts that are pure, those which are true. So if you want cleansing, if you want your soul to be purified, if you want peace of mind, you have to forgive. You want that healing to take place? It begins from your heart. Young people, it begins from your heart. You have heard and maybe you said it. I don't know. But people have said, oh, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. Let me say here, you have not forgiven yet. You're no different from the one who says, I will never forgive. Remember again, if you do not forgive, neither will God forgive you. He will not forgive you. God is very fair. Oh, yes, God is fair. He's just. He's just. So if you do not forgive, he will not forgive you either. Because you know what? God made us all. And remember what he said in Genesis chapter 5, 6 and 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man, man here means everybody, not it, she, dirt, whatever you call yourself. It means everybody, male and female. This is what it means. He saw that the wickedness of everyone, the human or mankind, the human race, and by the way, there's only one race here, the human race. After that, you have the animals. All right. I never, it's only when, you know, I'm hearing people talking about black race, white race, this race. No, it's only one race. We're all humans. We just have different colors, different features, different texture of our hair because we're from different regions. But it's one human race. Okay? Anyway, God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. It is happening even as I speak. Evil. In fact, of late, I'm going to be talking about the process for healing in a little while. But of late, I have discovered that demonic spirits have taken over territories. They are mutating by the second. I have never in my life seen such demonic oppression, demonic activities in people in high places. High places. People who went to Ivy League schools and places like that, and they talk so much things. I mean, it's like every day they come up with something different. And you know, you may say, but what is she talking about? Let me give you an idea as to what I'm talking about. The evil that's in the world and all these people, professional people, 
They are instruments of the devil. I don't care whether they are in the church, out of the church. It doesn't matter what organization or what side of the road they are on. Whether you live on the west side or the east side. If you're not doing that which is right and pleasing unto God, you're working, demons are working in you, through you, to do all the wickedness that you do. And when people hurt you, that person who hurt you is a demonic situation that entered that man's mind. That caused him to hurt you, young lady. And then he says, I love you. And then he bring you, he'll go to the ends of the earth to get a dozen red roses, still with thorns. <laughs> So, even though you get the roses, they're going to come with thorns. It's still going to stick you. Okay? But anyway, hear what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And believe you me, most, most of the filth you're hearing and the bizarre arguments you're hearing, the satanic arguments you're hearing are coming from where? High places. Think about it. Retrace. Go back. Retract. Take your steps. And think back where it came from. Who said it? Remember what God said to, to, um, to Adam? Who told you you were naked? Amen. Who told you? Someone said to you such and such and such. I won't go into it. You know exactly all that they're talking about today. You know what God is saying to, 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 um, to you? Who told you? Someone said such and such, you know, tell you something. Oh, you're this and you're the next thing. God is asking you this morning, who told you? I never told you that. I never said that. So what we're saying here this morning in order for you to be cleansed, in order for you to get over your hurts, your pain, your healing, your heart, it begins in your heart. You must forgive in order to cleanse your heart, in order to be healed. To be healed. And you have to cleanse your heart from unforgiveness. The only way you can cleanse your heart from unforgiveness is to forgive the individual. He said, why? Because everything begins in your heart. Not your physical heart, your spiritual heart. Whether you're, you're saint or sin. Because we're made up of three domains. Spirit, soul, and body. When God made man and molded him from the dust of the earth, even man was just still dead. He, he wasn't alive. God had to blow the spirit in him, blow into, and man became a living soul. That's why when man dies, it goes, the spirit goes right back to God. So let's continue. Matthew 15, verse 19. Why do we have to begin from the heart? Because for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies, and all manner of sexual sins. Everyone, including, in fact, adultery. Fornication covers all types of sexual sins. Fornication, including adultery. Shocking, whatever you want to call it. Jeremy, here's another one. 
Why do I begin from the heart? Jeremiah 17 and 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. There are men who would have spent the night with a woman, get up the next morning, Saturday morning, go and marry another woman. Did you know it happens? So you're saying to yourself, Oh, I never thought Frankie would have done this to me. It's been going on all along. It's been going on for generations. You're not new. It's not new for you. It is new. And when you got over yours, or yours is passing gone, another per- in fact, the same day, another person happening to them. Just keep happening. Because why? The heart of man is desperately wicked. And he's saying again, mankind. We're not talking about no gender. We're talking about the human race. Without Christ, your heart, your heart is wicked. My heart is wicked. Oh, no, no, I take communion. I, I, I confess to the priest. Sister, brother, your heart just as wicked. Until Jesus Christ himself comes in and cleanses your heart and you receive him and the Holy Spirit begins to abide in your heart, you have a wicked heart. That's what, that's what Jeremiah said. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. What makes you so different? Now we're coming to the process of cleanse for cleansing. You must prepare to eradicate your heart from all manner of toxins which include hurts from the past. One, of course it's with you. Admit that you're hurting. Admit. Yes, don't pretend. Don't lie. Don't deceive yourself anymore. The devil has already deceived you. Saying you can't get over it. You won't find another husband. And lady, you won't find another husband. And, and gentlemen, you won't find another girl. He's telling you that. But you have to admit that you are hurting. Yes, I am hurting. Then, purpose in your heart not to do this tit for tat. Recompense. And this year begins from uh, that first one, First John 1 and 8. That's it's going to be online. So you can always go back and check it. Recompense no man ill for evil. No more eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. No more. Romans 12, 17, verse 8 and verse 19. Set up things in the sight that are honest. In the sight of all men. Romans 12. And we... You know, there's more to it, so you, you can go back. Let me give you a little bit more. Don't set out to avenge yourself. Vengeance belongs to God. Okay? Don't, if God is speaking to you, go and make right. It says here, avoid slowfulness in business. Keep that in mind. Bless and do not curse. Verbally or in your heart. Because you can curse in your heart. <laughs> you know. Avoid long-standing anger. Get rid of your anger. Oh, he made me angry. Oh, no, sister. Nobody makes you angry. You made the choice to be angry. Uh-uh. What the person did, that made you angry. But the person didn't make you angry. You made the choice. Yes, he did what he did. He, he can't make you angry unless you decide to be angry. What he did, what you did, made you angry. 
but not the person. You made the choice. Okay? Let's continue. Renew your thoughts, your mind, the things you think about, and how you assess them. That brought you to that conclusion. Philippians 4 and 8. Again, control your emotions. Learn times to hear and don't hear. Don't let things get into your, your skin. Don't be so thin-skinned. Grow alligator skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My lady gave me that story once. Grow alligator skin. No matter if you throw a rocket, uh, uh, alligator, you won't feel it. It's skin so thick. That's what you need. If you have alligator skin, you won't be so easily hurt. Oh, yeah, you you heard. But you'll deal with things differently. On a more peaceful manner. Be temperate. Do not lose your control, your composure. Have self-control. Control your emotions. Next, control your behavior. Ephesians 4 and 1. And the one before that was Galatians 5, 22 to 23. So today, I want to remind you, vengeance belongs unto God. You have no business, no right, holding grudge against another person. And especially if you're a Christian, or maybe you're saying, well, Sister Stewart, I, I don't know about this Christian thing because this person did this thing to me and so long ago, but I know I still feel in my heart. Remember, vengeance belongs to God. Allow Him. Allow God to cleanse your heart, to heal you. Listen, when you allow God to heal you, He will help you and you're going to find yourself a different person. You can look at life differently. You'll be happier. It is to your advantage. Did you know that? It is to your advantage when you forgive someone. It is not to the person. It's not that you're overlooking what the individual did. No, by... Listen, no. You are helping yourself. You want to be healed. And for that reason, you have chosen by God's grace to forgive. If you're a Christian listening to me this morning, you need help. Maybe you don't want to talk to your own pastor. Just as I have helped, not I, through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, helped others. You don't have to remain in your turmoil. Young lady, young man, you don't have to remain in your turmoil. Don't believe the lies the devil has told you about yourself. It is not true. If it's coming from the devil, it's a lie. If you can't find it in God's word, you know it is a lie. But if God is speaking to you this morning, and you're saying to yourself, I want to be rid of this albatross, albatross around my neck. I want to be rid of it. I want this burden. I'm not Atlas. I can't carry this burden anymore. I'm going to pray for you this morning. You're not Atlas. You know, the little girl, they had um, thread. You know, my, my people were so, so I saw as well too. And then the Atlas thread had this Atlas man with a word on his back. You are not Atlas. In our necks, we have seven vertebrae. One is called the Atlas vertebrae. Hold up your head. You're an Atlas. You can't hold up the world. 
Let it go. Let it go. Say, God, I'm giving this to you today. I don't want it anymore. I don't want to remember it anymore. I don't want to carry this dead bird on my shoulder anymore, Lord. Are you ready to pray? Let us pray. Father God, we come in the wonderful and precious name of Jesus, the forgiver of all sins. That was why he came into the world. And for everyone who has bowed here today and asking your forgiveness, remember your word, Father. You said you sent for God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die in this world for sinners. Then you said, Lord, all would be saved. Then you said, whosoever that believe on him will be saved. Not only that, but you said, Jesus Christ did not come into the world to condemn, he didn't come to serve um, to, to condemn others, but others would be saved. What he meant was that he didn't come to call the righteous. There are many people, Lord, who consider themselves to be righteous, and they look down on other people, look down on sinners. We can't afford to do that because you did not do that, Lord. And so for that reason, since Jesus did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Those who are calling on you this day are asking for your forgiveness. Maybe the tears are flowing. When this person realizes, I've wasted so many years, so much of my life worrying about this thing, carrying this dead, smelly bird, I want to be rid of it today. I pray for total deliverance right now. That they'll cast down all imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge and the truth of God's word. I pray for healing for that brother, that sister right now, that young person, that mature person, that pastor. Because we're all people. We hurt. And at times it's hard to shake the hurt. But today, Lord, I pray you're receiving those hurt and casting them in the sea of forgiveness, forgetfulness. Because as far as the heavens are in, from earth, so far have you removed our transgressions from us. As far as the east, rather, is from the west, so far have you removed our transgressions. And as high as the heavens are to the earth, so high are your mercies, Psalm 103. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for those who took the time to listen. And may everyone be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, if you have been blessed by this program, why not send us an email? Young people, this program is for you. And everyone, beginning from the youth all the way, whether you're 99 or 100, or 110, 120, this word is for you if you're walking around with unforgiveness in your heart. If you, you see, unforgiveness is also an emotion. But it's a sick, deadly emotion. It will destroy you. Today, you have the opportunity to let go. We can, you can find us on the web, Faith Restoration Ministries International and Shekinah Theological College. Remember, if God has called you into ministry, you want to study the word, come to Shekinah Theological College. That is all we do there. Don't come expecting sports or any other thing. We only study the word of God because we want to reach the world for Christ. Our motto is, what does the word say? So may God bless you. Happy December. And may God keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you peace. Both now and forevermore. Have a wonderful weekend. Until we meet again. Again, www.frministry.org. 
or 678-964-4096. God bless you.